Buenas, buenas, hermanos y hermanas. Bienvenidos al podcast de Jack Laferty. Es free, we talk, yes, yes. Sí, sí, sí. Es gratis, sí, sí, sí. RJ, 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 RJ. This is one of the funniest and nicest men I've ever run into. There is always a smile on his face and he's always ready to poke fun at someone or do something that stirs things up. I've actually only met him a few times, but when this is over, he's one of those guys I hope I get to see much more of him and his uh, lovely girlfriend, Charlotte. Uh, if he's not super energetic during the talk, it's because he had just had the virus when I spoke to him. Probably. That's at least what he thinks. He explained to me how he was feeling and what symptoms he had. We also discussed the future and the current situation in Amsterdam. So here's my talk with RJ. Jack Laferty! Perfect. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? I'm good. This is the first time I'm doing this with, with a video. And I thought, uh, you know, when I'm doing it with you, I have to try it. <laughs> so how are you? What are you doing? Are you working? Is this your office? Well, actually, this is... No, uh, wait, wait, way. wait. Don't tell me. That I know that, uh, that mirror. That's uh, at Connie's place. This is the runway, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we had the call off. Exactly, that's where I won. Yeah, I recognize yeah. that mirror. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm at Connie's place. Okay. Uh, you're working from there? Yeah. Have you had the corona? That's the thing, you don't know. Yeah, I was just sick for a few days and um, I had a lot of the symptoms of corona. But yeah, you don't know, it might be corona and maybe it was just an ordinary flu. And um, I hope it was corona because then. Yeah, it was not that bad. You know, you survive. But um, in, in the Netherlands, they only test the really heavy cases. So whenever you end up in healthcare system, yeah, I, I never went to the doctor or anything because it was very well manageable. So they never checked. So I, don't, I will never know. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, I think there will be tests soon. Uh, they should yeah, develop they some kind of test to know if uh, you're immune or not. If you have the antibodies, is that how you call it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, till then, I don't know. But I, I think I've had it. Like, I had all the signs and uh, fever and the cough was not that bad, but I had really uh, a complete loss of smell. It's also apparently a thing. And the, the fever, I don't know, because I was sick and I didn't have a, a thermometer. So I wasn't sure how high it was. But then after a few days, a friend of mine dropped one off. Then I already felt a bit better. And then it was like 38. So I think on the worst, it was like, I don't know, 39 maybe. I felt a, a lot worse than on the, in the time when I had 38, so. Okay, okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that, that it wasn't too bad. But Konaj told me that uh, you've read up a lot about Corona. Well, read up. I just followed the news a little bit and I... He's like, I RJ is just... the expert on Corona. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's scary, but it's also interesting to see what's happening. And I'm a bit of a nerd, so I saw all the numbers and I just put all the numbers in a big Excel to see if I could see some trends in it. Mm -hmm. So for example, how fast is it growing? And at some point, eh, when you saw like all the different measures they took here, how does it affect the growth? 
and the funny thing is it's it's really exponential it's really like a linear growth for the first few days well not first days but like when i started keeping track and then you saw the measures kick in and really the, the growth really went down a lot but it's still growing exponentially so it's not like it's completely flattened but it's slowed down in holland you mean so in Holland, you're doing the same thing as in Sweden. You're doing the herd immunity strategy where you're allowing some people to get it. So yeah. the bars, restaurants are still open? No, it's not really like the herd immunity, but that's more what they say is they try to flatten the curve. So they predict that 50 to 60% of all people will get it. And as a result of that you probably will get some herd immunity but it's all very in uncertain and i heard some stories about um, mutations of the virus so maybe you can get it multiple times or how long will immunity stand like it's, if it's only a month then yeah it, it's worth nothing so yeah time will tell i guess that would be a real bitch if 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 it was only immunity for a couple of months or something that would be terrible yeah. But uh, so yeah, as soon as you do the test, you can basically go out and live a normal life again. If it's it shows what that. That's what I'm hoping for. That's wow. what I'm hoping for. It's almost, I mean, I would almost take it. Take it, be home, sick. Yeah, yeah but if, if everyone would get it and you're, you're in good health, and the only thing is you don't know if you will react too strongly on it, uh, if yeah. you will get like a, a pneumonia, the only thing is that if you would just have it and then in two weeks time you know you're done and you could move on again that would be a good thing the only thing yeah. that it's not that easy <laughs> so today i'll go and uh, lick the floor on the subway i'll yeah. get home I, uh... it was actually in the news uh, the other day that uh, the red bull formula one team considered uh, infecting their team like in a controlled environment so they could have it over with instead of like having someone get sick during the season season and having troubles but they said okay there was just an idea it never went very far but yeah it is a chain of thinking and also for my company we are more like damn it could we just all inhale it and then yeah we're all young people and probably will be fine yeah. and then move on again but unfortunately it doesn't work that way the other option is the Chinese way, complete lockdown, uh, everybody stays yeah. inside. No. Yeah, but the thing is, like, if other countries around you have a different strategy, like we do, then yeah, what, what happens next? Does that mean we will never be able to go to China again, or we have to go in, in a two-week quarantine? Yeah. Otherwise, you will infect people again, because you don't know. So, yeah, I think that will never work. A Swedish reporter went to China. She went to Beijing. They checked her temperature two times before she got on the flight. They checked her temperature twice on the, on the plane. When she got off, they put her in a hotel and uh, they're giving her food three times a day and uh, checking her temperature. And at one point she had like 37.5. So they rushed her to some hospital again in quarantine. It was negative, the test. So they took her back to the hotel and she has to stay there for another week. So this is what traveling could yeah. be in the future. Wow. Yeah, unless you have the same strategy and you think, okay, everyone has had it at some point. Yeah, it's just like a normal flu from now on. Yeah. I mean, if you can have the certificate to show that you're, um, 
immune. Yeah, we were actually thinking about it because we work out with the boys uh, every Tuesday and Thursday morning. And uh, we were thinking about like, you need some kind of badge. So the people that get the badge can move on because yeah, like if there's a party with people that all have had it and are safe, or if you start working again and go to the office for meetings, then this group of people is already there and can just move on. So the Corona badge, yeah, that's, yeah. I wonder if that's how it will be in the future, in like a month. Yeah, but no. <laughs> Garbage festival, everybody walks around with, with a little yeah, badge. Yeah. 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 I'll take it for, just for garbage sake, I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> we had different uh, ideas about the badge. Um, it made us think about the, the, the Second World War a little bit, so the physical badge I don't know if that's such a good idea. <laughs> well, the good thing is a badge that lets you in instead of leaves people out. Yeah, exactly. It's a badge of inclusion. But then people will fake the badge, pretend they had it. Yeah. <laughs> but then also, if you have, let's say you're in your office, 10 people have the badge, it's safe for the 11th to come as well, even if he doesn't yeah. have the badge. True. But then yeah. if number 12 comes in, then it, it's not safe anymore. Yeah, at least for the 11th and 12th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think like every once in a while the, the Dutch prime minister gives a, a speech and then he gives an update about the measures and stuff like that. So yesterday we had one and they were already hinting at developing this test which shows that you've had it and that at some point, yeah, we have to keep things going again. So yeah, obviously it didn't say anything about this badge, but you could see that yeah, you have to think about some kind of the exit strategy, they called it. So we have to see how we get out of this and start starting up again. Yeah. So, okay, I'm surprised that your bars and restaurants and stuff are closed. Yeah, but I'm not surprised because if you see how many people, like the first, one of the first weekend when a lot, of, a lot of countries were already locked down, then the bars were still open and it was busy everywhere and people were really, like, just like an ordinary night, like they were drinking and there were still parties and, I don't know. It's, it's now everyone has to keep the one and a half meter distance. And the way they were acting, it was just normal. So if you can infect people that easy, then you know for sure that that will happen. Yeah. Uh, well, Sweden, all our bars and clubs and everything is still open. Yeah. But that's really one of the few that have it. Yeah. For the first time in, I mean, forever, Stockholm is more fun than Amsterdam, don't you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, and another thing I think, I don't know how, uh, how, it, how it is in Holland, but in Sweden, we don't see our, our elderly. We never see our grandparents and, and stuff. Oh, that's very ungemütlich. What do you mean you never see your grandparents? I mean, why don't you see them? my wife, her grandfather is 95. She sees him twice a year. And I think that's the case with many of my friends. They live in another city and they, don't have, they just don't have time. And they all live in homes. And I spoke to my Italian friend today and he said that, you know, they, they all have dinners together and, and they live close to each other and, and the grandparents yeah, live there. Yeah, really Italian. Yeah. Yeah, I it's think in like in Holland, it's quite individual. So not a lot of people live with their grandparents. I think very few people live with their grandparents. So that does make a difference because they are the most vulnerable. But um, it depends per family. Like I... I don't have grandparents anymore, but my parents are quite old. My dad is 73, so I'm not going there. 
I, although I might have had it, I'm not sure. So yeah, me and my sisters just tell my parents to lock themselves up and be really careful because they both had pneumonia before and yeah, so their lungs are not the best. And yeah, they are in the target group, so they should just be really careful. Okay. So if you had pneumonia, your lungs are a bit damaged forever. I'm not sure how that works, but I heard, but yeah, I don't know what the source is, that if you've had it before, then you have like apparently more receptive to, to having it. Oh, okay. I love to ask you, like if you were a doctor, like, can you tell me the situation with pneumonia? You know, Marine, right? Yeah. His wife just called. The one I heard you, you heard my phone probably. Um, we could call her back and uh, she's a doctor, ask her some stuff. <laughs> yeah. So is she working now in the field and uh, is she saying it's crazy? Yeah, that's why I called her, because I called her before, but then she didn't answer. And um, I was just really wondering, yeah, how she was doing and how the situation was. But and and how's the feeling in Amsterdam? How's the, the atmosphere? Are people just going to grocery shops, buying everything? No, or No, that's not the Dutch way. I would expect people to be quite sober and just managing it. But you see quite a lot of people are scared. They are just afraid of what's going to happen. and. I do notice that the people that think who've had it, they're all quite relaxed. So they're like, oh, la, la, it wasn't that bad, just a flu. But you hear so many horror stories. And then you like also some, whatever, 20 or 30 year olds that are in the hospital and get really sick. And yeah, I think chances are small, but people are just a bit scared. And even if it's like only one in a thousand or one in 10,000 that ends up in the hospital, that's still really high risk eh, compared to normal life there's not a, a one in thousand chance that i end up in the hospital so people i think are scared and they really stick to the rules so as I'm, I'm here on my own i don't have anything to do i'm on the phone quite a bit and then people tell that they really they really stick to the rules so they don't see friends they don't have dinner together they really isolate themselves and they only go out of the door to get groceries or some really basic stuff Mm. Not everyone, but there's quite a few people that do it. Yeah, well, what a situation. I, I hope it gets cleared out soon so we can, uh, we can yeah. share a dance floor. <laughs> it's going to be good parties when this is over, right? I hope so. Yeah. Sometimes I'm, uh, I'm looking at, at like a video of a, of a party and you see like people are like crammed together and they're sweating. And, like, and I don't know, it, it just looks a bit surreal. Like, wow, look at these people. They're all so close together. <laughs> and they're not even wearing masks. Yeah, it's like the most normal thing like two weeks ago. But now it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, very strange times. Um, yeah. yeah, thank you for taking your time. I mean, I know you're very busy. Connie told me you had a lot of work to do. Yeah, well, the good thing is, uh, not a good thing, but like my, my company, we're a design agency and what you see is that there's projects continue. Um, so we, we manage to do everything remote. The only thing is that there's no new projects coming in. So everyone's just yeah, looking around them and seeing what's going on. So uh, every week, actually, there's more projects finished. And then people are without projects. So I think we now have six, seven people without projects. Mm -hmm. And that means there's like 20% of all people. So that means that every week there's a few added and then with 30 and 40% and as long as there will be no new projects coming in. But we're now, we're still working on like 
making sure everything gets done remotely. So we have, for example, all a training, which we normally do in class, and now we do it online. So we're shooting videos and we're yeah, changing exercises and doing the coaching. And that's something that really keeps us busy. So hopefully that will yeah, bring in some new business. And so what are you designing? Yeah, it's called surface design. So we, the thing is, it's, it's quite new. So most people don't know it. If you tell people you do product design, everyone knows of products. Service design is using all the design methodologies on developing services. So we work for big service providers, could be a bank, could be an airline, could be an insurance company or any company that just provides a service. And we help them most of the time with improving the customer experience. What is your company called? Coast. K-O-O-S. Okay. Cozy is a, is a traditional Dutch name. Cozy. Yeah, cozy. <laughs> cozy. Gezelligheid. Yeah. Very. Well, thank you for taking your time. I'm not going to keep you busy. I'm very glad I got to see you. Every time I see you, you have this, you and Connie, you're both, you always <laughs> want to make sure that everyone around you feel well and you give so much of yourselves. And uh, it's lovely to be around. And how are you doing? What are you doing? What am I doing? I'm in my mother's apartment because she's staying at our place. So I, I go here during the days and I uh, work and I talk to friends and I do whatever I have to do. Because at home I have my mom, my wife and my daughter. So it's yeah. three generations of women against me. <laughs> so I have to get out of the house often. And what else do I do? I, I just, I'm bored. I want to do more sports. I want to mm-hmm. dance. I want to- You can still dance. do sports and do everything, right? Yeah, I can go out and run and stuff, but I can't, you know, be in a group class. Usually I do hot yoga. Also, that is all forbidden as well. No, actually, my gym has opened their hot yogas and stuff, but I feel, I feel a little bit weird going to a hot yoga class. Yeah, yeah but that's, I can totally imagine that because it's so sweaty and like, yeah. Yeah. People close together, I don't know. I, I, maybe but, um, I can start going to the gym with my mask and my gloves and look like a freak. <laughs> You know, what, what, what's weird, because if you look at the numbers, and there's not a lot happening in Sweden, because it's like 4,000 or f- between four and 5,000 people infected now. Yeah, we don't test, though. Ah, uh, okay. That's but I awesome. think we need to look at the death cases. I mean, the number of deaths yeah. in our country. But is that it seems very really low. Yeah, that's also really low. Probably because your country is not so densely populated, it will also help. Yeah, and social distancing. We always keep apart from each other. We don't yeah, talk that much to each other. Yeah, you've been there. You, you studied in, in Halmstad. People are always a bit keeping the distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And as I said before, we don't uh, visit our elderly. So yeah, yeah, that's it. And we have a lot of everything. Is, we're buying all our groceries online. Get it delivered to our door. We use Fedora a lot. So we get our food delivered at home. So everything was set up before so that we don't have to interact with each other since way before. <laughs> what about the sauna? The sauna is something, <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, I have a friend, he just um, built a sauna for himself. He has a house by the countryside. That is one thing I really miss. And I think it's really healthy, good for you as well, good for your health. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, at least you have something that you miss because everything else is still pretty doing pretty fine, right? Yeah, I mean, not not. I don't go. I don't use these things. I don't. I uh, I cook all my food by myself, and I don't go to the gym. I don't go out. So I, for me, I miss it. 
but I know a lot of Swedes, they just go out and they, they live their normal lives. And what, what is the communication then? Do they actively say, don't do this? Or they say, if you're sick, you have to stay home. Otherwise, you can live like you, you do normally. So it's, it's a bit strange. It's, I think it's the only country in the world who has this. But I also heard you guys are doing it. That's why I was surprised that the bars and restaurants were, were closed. Yeah. In the beginning, they were still open. But uh, I think two weeks ago, they closed it. And I think that's why. It's because uh, what you saw is that it was spreading quite fast. And now it's slowed down. So they have more control over it. Yeah. I think, unfortunately, the Americans will do worse here. It's 4,000 deaths already. And it was yeah. uh, 2000, I think, three days ago. So if they don't yeah. slow down fast, they will have a lot there's of a nice, There's a nice little video of uh, Trump where you see him ignoring it, saying it's nothing, the Chinese virus, and then he's like the calendar every day every day, and then, and then shit, it hits him. <laughs> I want to see it. Yeah. We have 15 cases now. In a week, it will be zero. Yeah. And in a week, it was 200 or something. Yeah, or the Brazilian dude who just completely ignores what's going on and says that they have to keep on working. And then he got it too, right? No, I don't think he has it. Well, at least they say he doesn't have it, but maybe like in a few months time when all economies have collapsed and they just had like a really severe peak, but then it it got up quite early or quite quickly, then maybe he was right. (laughs) You never know. Maybe they have like a lot of deaths at the moment and then recover quickly. And we have like a really long lasting process where it goes on and on. Yeah. So what do you think will happen? You think that's, you think our economy will collapse? I don't know. Probably it will end up in a recession. I don't think it will collapse. Okay. How about a war? Do you think we'll have wars? There's rumors that that the Americans are uh, planning to go to war with Saudi Arabia as soon as this is over. You're like, where are you getting your information? <laughs> I'm not, not big in uh, conspiracy theories. But um, I think it's funny that in America, apparently gun shops are really busy. So uh, yeah. here people start hamstering or like uh, stocking up on, um, on toilet roll. And there they stock up on guns. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so strange. What are they going to do with it? They're going to kill the virus with guns? Uh, kill your neighbors because they, they probably think it's going to be mayhem and like people fighting over food and like complete, not even crisis, but a complete meltdown. And then you need your guns to keep your family safe. That's terrible. Shit. I don't know why they're buying guns, but um, I'm lucky we don't have that here. Yeah, me too. Me too. Uh, Okay. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. And uh, again, I'm very glad I saw you and see that you're well. And say hi to Charlotte for me and everyone else. I will. Give them my love. Take care. Have fun there. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.